Hello and welcome to the Shiny Bees podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. I'm your host, Jo Milman, and this is episode 105, Knitting is More Than Just Craft. And welcome to episode 105. How are you? I hope you are well since last time I spoke to you. For those of you that are new to the show today, hello, welcome. I am Jo Milmine. I am your host of this crazy show and I am really pleased to have you with us. And if you're a returning listener, hello, come in, have a nice cuddle, get yourself a tonics. It's going to be more of the usual crazy knitting chat amongst some other things. We've got lots of exciting stuff coming up in the show for you today. There is going to be a new section which I'm renaming as The Lounge and um, there'll be a few little bits and pieces in there uh, community-wise for you. Then I am going to talk a little bit as knitting about knitting as more than just craft. Um, I am going to mention pussy hats, so if if you've had enough of that, you might you might want to bow out. Um, but you know me, um, I like to put my own spin on these things. So if you want to hear something maybe a little bit different, then then stick around, and then we will have enablers corner. So you know the drill by now. Get your knitting out. Grab yourself a nice big rooibos tea. We'll go for rooibos tea today, with a little bit of honey and. Put your feet up and we will crack on with the show. So we are into the lounge then. This is our kind of community roundup piece at the start of every episode. And I've just renamed it the lounge. Feels like we're all getting together, having a cup of tea and catching up on what is going on. So first up is... Uh, Facebook. So we have a Facebook group. It's quite new for the podcast. As an alternative to Ravelry, it is uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Shiny Bees podcast community. We've got nearly 300 people over there already and we're enjoying having a chat about the various things that we discuss on the podcast as well as, you know, flashing a bit of wool around and generally uh, sharing man bun memes amongst other things and I'm getting loads of really good feedback from people that they're enjoying it over there much more so than the Ravelry forums where they felt they couldn't really interact before and a lot of people have come across from Ravelry as well so if you're not over there already come and join us it is Shiny Bees podcast community on Facebook you can put it in and find it I will put links in the show notes as well and we can all chat over there as I mentioned last time if you hate Facebook and you don't want the app on your phone, but you want to come and join in the group, download the groups app for Facebook, and then you don't need to look at the timeline or anything, you can just go straight into the various groups. And that will help you manage your Facebook time more effectively if you don't like just scrolling through the timeline. So that is our Facebook group. And um, I will still be putting up threads in Ravelry for now, and I'll reassess how everything is going later on. And if the Ravelry group becomes more sort of defunct as a result of chatting in this other group, then, you know, I may well just leave it. We'll just see how it goes and what is best for you guys in terms of 
where I can host the party that we can all get together. I mentioned a couple of episodes uh, ago about a big, big ass goal for the year for the podcast. And I'm not really sure how crazy this is, but I'm going to go for it anyway. And I hope you will join me. I would like to try and get to a million downloads this year. We're on about 300,000 already, which is is not bad, certainly not bad, but it would be quite nice to to kind of see how far I can take it really and see how far we can take knitting in particular because um, as I will talk about in the kind of the the main topic of, of this episode, I find quite a lot of the media coverage of knitting that's out with knitting circles to be a little bit patronising, slightly belittling and a bit annoying and I want to kind of change that rhetoric really from from the ground up and the only way you can do it is by just building something that they can't argue with. Um, so that's what I'm going to do because you know what I'm like. So I want to get us to a million downloads this year and that will require some help from you. I am, of course, putting a plan together to achieve that. And once I have more on that, I will let you know how you can get involved to help achieve it. But yeah, you know, if you're going to do something, you may as well go big or go home, I say. I say. So million downloads it is. A couple of you have been asking about Edinburgh Yarn Festival. This will be taking place in March in Edinburgh in Scotland. I know lots of you are already going. There's some chat in the Ravelry group regarding Edinburgh Yarn Festival. I have been to the last two. Um, Unfortunately, I won't be attending this one uh, because they've changed the date and I'd already made plans and I hadn't realised they'd changed the date to a week earlier. So my bad, I'd already booked something else to go and um, take part in, which I can't. I can't cancel, I'm afraid. So I'm not going to be there, but if you would like... Um, I can put together a plan for listeners in particular if you want to meet up together and meet each other in real life because a lot of you are going then um, I can try and put something together for you so let me know about that but unfortunately I won't be attending but I will absolutely be watching what you're all up to on social media and joining in that way and shout out for this episode I'm doing a shout out shout out to five six four seven r hats four five in the united states who left me a lovely itunes review saying solid podcast as the uh, as as the title which amused me greatly i'm in the middle of redesigning the website so it's, it looks a little bit shaky at the moment some of the plugins i'm using have, have mucked up my formatting so I'm, I'm fiddling around with that and um as part of that i've got a new podcast widget not widget plugin and in the back end of the plugin it gives you all of your iTunes reviews aggregated for each country and so they've all popped up in the back end so I can see them much more easily. Previously you had to either pay for the service or go into iTunes and change the country in in the bottom corner to see all of the reviews and obviously um, I just sometimes I would forget or there would be a country that I didn't realise anyone listened in and then I'd get a review but now they all come out together and I can see them all in one big big chunk which is amazing. So my shout out for you, because you left me a review in the past week, it says, solid podcast, you said, this is one of my favourite ways to pass the time on my commute to work. I find Jo to be funny and her take on knits and life entertaining. Thank you very much for that. I'm glad you enjoy it. There's nothing better than hearing about people on commutes who are proper like miserable, going, oh, I've got more way to work, how it bother all these people. And, and then they've got me chirping away in their ear. 
um, it really cheers me up. So thank you for that. 5647RHATS45. If you could send me a message and let me know your real name, that would be awesome. Um, but I really do appreciate iTunes reviews because they help with searchability in iTunes. So the more reviews you get, the easier it is for people to find the show. So if you want to go and do a, a review as well, it's really easy. You can do it in iTunes. I will put a little cheat video because I'm going to make a cheat video on the website as well. If you're not sure how to do it, that shows you exactly what to do. So that's our community roundup this week and on to knitting as more than just craft. So on to the topic for this episode, which was entirely inspired by the Pussy Hat Project. Now, we'll get on to that a bit more in a minute, but my thoughts around knitting as more than just craft have expanded uh, quite a bit as I've looked into this project. And obviously, I've, for the last couple of months, I've seen more and more images and people knitting these particular hats um, and images on social media and people talking about it and um, I decided to kind of look into it in a bit more detail and once I did I found myself asking a lot of different questions about knitting as more than just craft as in and we talked about this last time as in all of the other kind of benefits you get from knitting thinking around the subject of knitting because we all like doing it. That's why, why you listen to the podcast. Well, most of you listen to the podcast. Rami Lee, he doesn't listen to the podcast for the knitting. He just listens to it for for something to have a laugh with. But most of you are knitters or crocheters. And, we, you know, you like to come and get kind of comedy knitting patterns. And you like to come and get a bit of enabling, a bit of inspiration, learn some new stuff. But also there's, as with most things, there's there's more to knitting, there's more to this as a particular hobby if you think around the wider kind of implications, the wider issues surrounding it, how it is manifested in different things and I'm a geographer so that, that's my bag, I love thinking around subjects and looking at all the different things that play into it, physical kind of human aspects, all that kind of stuff and how it all links together, that's what geographers do. They, they make links between kind of the art, art part of the world and, and the physical part of the world. We, we kind of sit right in the middle there. And so I started to think about it from, from a geographer's point of view, really, I guess, and looking at how knitting isn't just, it isn't just craft. That, that's exactly, you know, it's in the clues in the title, that's exactly it. It's not just craft. Uh, it can just be craft if you want, um, but as I've alluded to in the past couple of episodes where I've got kind of opinionated on things um, and talked about things that maybe I've not talked about before with such vigour before uh, for wanting to be more, well, just not not quite so opinionated, which is it is bollocks. Um, and I've I've decided that actually that's not, that's not the way to go and the feedback I've had particularly for the past couple of episodes where people have said you know I, I completely agree with you it's like you're in my head you know it's like you're saying all the things I want to say and I don't because you know online we have such sort of filtered lives and everyone's you know pussyfooting around <laughs> with a you know pussy hat and joke um, and not wanting to offend people and that's the whole point of a podcast is it's a place for opinions it's a place for thinking about things it's a place for comedy knitwear it's a place for whatever you want and I am just feeling this this kickback against 
middle-aged white men telling me how to podcast first and foremost um but also other things telling us you know what to do and how to do it and what to think and i think it's really healthy for us all to be questioning this kind of stuff and talking about it and, and tolerating other people's points of view uh, which i'm going to kind of get onto in the subject but this kind of idea of exploring knitting as more than just craft exploring knitting as activism as subversive subversivism that's even a word as a subversive act um as a political act as an economic thing i think it's just interesting to to think a little bit beyond the either comedy aspect or the just pure knitting fun aspects and just think about things a little bit more i'm not going all kind of like philosophical on you i just find this stuff interesting which means you get to hear about it um and this this is all kind of it's been bubbling around for a while but i think has been brought together under the or by the prompting of the pussy hat project now if you're not aware of it um the Pussy Hat Project basically aims to provide the people of the Women's March on Washington, D.C. a means to make a unique, collective, uh, visual statement which will help activists be better heard. And also to provide people who cannot physically be on the National Mall a way to uh, represent themselves and support women's rights. Now, as you can probably imagine, because I'm pretty opinionated and I don't like middle-aged white men telling me what to do or anything else... Um, I'm becoming a little bit more feminist. The older I get, the more I'm sort of, you know, becoming more aware of these things and seeing it as being more of a problem than maybe I did previously and almost to the point where women's rights are going backwards from, you know, from 10, 10 years ago. And I mean, I worked in the military, I worked in a very, very male environment and it was never really... A thing for me, it was like, yeah, you all kind of get treated the same, and it don't matter as long as you do. You turn up and do your job. They don't really care. No one really makes a big thing about it. And yeah, there is the odd joke and all that kind of stuff. But I never really experienced it as being a problem or being told I can't, I can't do things really because just because I'm a girl. Um, it wasn't a big deal. Um, but I do feel that things are not necessarily the same as they were in the early two thousands, and we are going backwards with respect to a lot of women's rights issues uh, and, and wider rights issues. And I'm not one for bringing politics massively into the podcast because I don't think this is the, the format for it. This is not why I podcast. Um, so I've sort of been inspired by this project to, to kind of look around the bigger issues of it and, and what something that seems quite innocuous, just knitting pink hats and and the wider kind of fallout from that because it's just knitting isn't it it's just knitting until you make it do something powerful and then it's not just knitting and it's not just craft um so i'm going to stay away from the other than saying that i think women's rights need that that needs to be addressed and i think we're going backwards i'm going to stay away from any kind of political leanings whatsoever and passing any judgment or or comment on what i do or don't agree or believe in I'm going to keep that all of that out because this isn't the place for it and this is not why you come here. It's not why you come here. I don't I, I I've never passed political comment other than to say if you don't like the way that politics are going, then do something about it. If you don't like the way that the people who are running your country do things, then do something about it. Don't sit behind your keyboard whinging on Facebook and sharing articles that support your point of view because that doesn't do anything. 
Um, it doesn't matter what you do, get off your ass and do something because I've got a lot of respect for people who do that regardless of what they believe in, regardless if I think that the things they believe in is completely wrong. I have a lot of respect for people who get off their ass and do things. I've got no respect for people who just sit behind a keyboard and, and whinge about it and then do cock all, basically. that That's my stance on political things. That's all you're getting out of me. But with regard to the Pussy Hat Project, and thinking about it as a wider, a wider thing, I mean, this was someone's idea. They wanted to provoke a reaction. They wanted to be noticed. And Neon Pink Yarn is, is always going to be noticed. They wanted to use a provocative title and, and reclaim the use of that title and that word pussy uh, for for women, which I, I agree with. It's it's a word that's kind of been taken away in, in many respects um, and is, is, is being owned by someone else. And they wanted to kind of pull that back and be a little bit provocative about it. And, and that is the first lesson in this. If you want to be noticed if you want to do something that stands out if you want to do something where people go oh what's that and arouses interest then you have to do something that's a little bit visually interesting and you've got to do something that is a little bit provocative and you're almost creating your own story you're making it easy for people to write about you because who doesn't want to write about a lot of of knitters knitting pink hats and sniggering about the word pussy it, I mean, it's it's gold. It's PR gold. So that was my kind of first thing that I pulled out of it is like, it seems like a really simple thing. They're just pink hats. But in terms of getting your work, you know, allowing you to be heard on a wider scale than just, oh, it's just a bunch of knitters knitting hats, it is genius. Um, the other things that I kind of that stuck out to me, and I've I've got some notes here to talk about these around this because it is about knitting that is just not is more than just craft, is um, the power of a community gathered around a common aim. And again, regardless of whether you you are on Team Pussy Hat or not, think about how people have been have wanted something to get behind, and I think that's part of the success of this. They've wanted something to get behind. They've wanted a way to con contribute. They've wanted a way to be counted. And the organisers have provided a, a vehicle for that. They've, they've provided a way for the community to get involved and gather around a common aim. And for everyone to be able to take part, even if they're not going to be stood there. And that is another key thing, is making it accessible for people who are not directly affected, who are not going to be stood out in the cold uh, protesting, how do you make it accessible for them and how do you allow them to be able to take part and to contribute to this community effort and to feel like what they're doing matters. However small it is, however many hats they knit, what they are doing matters and their voice can be heard. And this this project has, has provided that for people. Um, the other thing that stuck out to me was uh, the, the ability to inspire and motivate people to take part. And that links back into the other two things in terms of a community gathered around a common aim and making it an accessible vehicle for everyone to take part who wants to take part. And if you're not a knitter to get a hat, um, if you can't make your own, which I will come on to, but the ability to inspire a widespread group of people to create this thing as a supportive mechanism, which is not easy to do. It's not. And I think it partially, 
kind of ties back into the original idea of being a little bit provocative and, and saying, no, you will notice me and you will hear what we have to say. And look, I have a neon hat. Um, but having that there, you know, that ability to inspire people to, to take action, which is not easy to do. The other thing that I really loved about this idea was the ability to create new connections on the website, if you're not going yourself and you don't have anyone to give the hats to, they have um, a method where you can donate the hats and people who need one can get one and there's also a way that you can communicate more about you and to the person that's receiving it because they've got little printed labels that you fill in and you put your details on um, talking about this hat. So even if you're not there, it's that ability to create those connections and connections make a community and it adds a voice, it adds a person to an item and it makes the collective voice louder as a result. Um, and, you know, if you're passionate enough about a subject that you'll go and stand out in the cold and protest about it and someone's made something for you uh, that you don't even know and you can find out about them and their story, uh, it's a much more powerful thing and it solidifies that feeling of community and it grows it beyond the actual physical act of standing there the next thing that i was super super impressed with was the sheer logistical effort involved in organizing this project 1.2 million hats getting them knitted getting them in getting them back out again via various different vehicles is not something that is easy to do if you've organized anything before you will know this it's not an easy thing to organize and the logistics involved in that, the multiple tracks of being able to get things where they needed to, to go, is clever. And it just shows that with a bit of kind of planning, the, the sky really is the limit. By empowering people to do things and providing methods for them to do it, you can achieve things that are more sort of, that seem really difficult to do. And the only way you can really do that and achieve that logistical effort I think is by doing the things that we talked about before in terms of gathering a community around a common aim and in enabling people and inspiring them to take part and making it accessible for them and I think all of these sort of bits put together and the fact that this project's been created and it is just knitting and they are just hats but it, it like the synergy of it all creating a bigger uh, force I guess a, a bigger power to make people's voices heard and for people to make their point and get that across is it is a really powerful thing in terms of how can we as knitters actually make a difference if it's only knitting if it's just knitting if it's just craft how you know how does what you do make a difference to the things that are really important to you and I think my, my kind of answer is the same as my answer always is. It's about getting off your ass and doing things and start making the change, however small you think your effort is, when it's combined with the efforts of lots and lots of other people who share your opinions and share your ideals, it can be a really big thing. But it's never, you know, you can't start a ball rolling from nothing. If nobody puts a little push on a ball, it never moves. If nobody exerts a force on anything... It's a law of physics. Nothing else will happen. Nothing will change. Everything will stay in the state that it's in until it's, you know, compelled to do different by an external force. So if it's not moving, it's not going to move unless someone pushes on it. And even if it's just you with your pink hat on or whatever else it is that you want to do, it's not going to move unless you push it. 
It's not going to move unless someone exerts an effort to change things, however small that effort is. And if you can get a lot of people together to do the same with you, then it's not a small effort anymore. It's a big one. So that whole kind of piece, and I hope I've, I've, I've stayed away from ex- exerting any force or effort in terms of what I actually think of the situation politically, talking just about this project as a, you know, dissecting the project, um, has got me thinking about the wider possibilities for exploring knitting on, on a deeper level, as I've mentioned, and I will be doing that over the next sort of couple of months and in talking about knitting as a bigger thing than just knitting and as more than just craft so if you've got any thoughts on that any good articles or resources or you want to discuss it in more detail however i will not permit any any name calling or drawing of any battle lines just talking about the idea of knitting as as more than just craft pop over to the group on facebook it is facebook.com slash group slash shiny bees podcast community and you can come and join in there and tell me a bit more about what you think about knitting as more than just craft so with that thought of power to the people and everything else uh, we will move on to enablers corner Enablers Corner then. Having spoken quite a bit there about making changes and doing forces and pushing on things and and getting off your arse, um, Enablers Corner has an altruistic, I guess, um, spin on it this week. And this week I'm going to be enabling you to the Not Seen Before Mystery Knit Along, which is starting on January the 31st. 2017. Now this is part of the Site is Life um, ebook and project and essentially this is a knitting pattern collection. Lots of different designers have taken part and all of the proceeds for it are going to fund a project in the uh, Democratic Republic of Congo which works with restoring sight for people who are currently blind doing cataract operations that kind of thing to restore people's sight and it's something we just massively take for granted here and my little boy he's got massive issues with his eyes they don't really work very well and you know i can take him to the nhs he's going to get fixed up um but something as simple it's not even got cataracts you know it's, it's a little bit more complicated than that but something as simple as cataracts that you know we can get fixed very easily i mean we can take our animals to get fixed very easily you know without putting too fine a point on it um is not achievable there and there is a project that's working to do that and do these operations and help people regain their sight but as with all these things um it costs money and they need support so this this book this collection has been organized in order to provide a vehicle for doing that which i think is cool you know how much i love um projects to do with knitting that also have a bigger aim and support a charity as well at the same time so i can do my mindless knitting and i can create beautiful things and i can do something good with it as well that that is my favorite thing basically and this is also one of those uh, projects i've already bought the book i bought it a few months ago um when i saw that boonits had designed a shawl for it i was like yeah i'm in there all over that love boonits and bought and obviously you know i've lived in africa and i know how difficult it can be so anything to do with africa as well is also a big tick in my book now you can either get the full ebook of eight patterns which is uh, 29.94 us dollars um 
or you can get the pattern separately for $7.20 US if you want to do the mystery knit along. Now I know some people don't like mystery knit alongs. Um, you might want to wait till it's all come out and get involved then. Or you might want to get involved with the, the whole book, which is what I did. Now a number of designers, like quite big names, have taken part in the big book, which has designs from Boo, as I mentioned. We interviewed her a few episodes Quite a few episodes ago now. She's lovely. She's so serene. It's like she floats along. And her, her knitwear is beautiful. So Boo's done done a shawl, a beaded shawl for that. Um, Hohi Locatelli, the most beautiful Argentinian ever. Um, <laughs> she's so beautiful. Um, her, um, she's done a pattern as well, a shawl. There's Romy Hill. Tin Can Knits have done a hat. Amber O'Brien, Kirsten Caport, Vera Valimaki. If you're uh, if you're Amy Nipspin Cake, that's how you pronounce it. And so no, I hear it in that every time. But Vera Valley Mucky, she's done one. Uh, Christina Villi Matey have all done designs in the main book, and then the shawl, which is a mystery knit along um, that I've mentioned. Um, seven seven different designers have taken part and all designed a different bit each, which again she gives it a bit more interest, a bit different. Um, those designers are Amber O'Brien. Don't laugh at me. Hannah Masijuska, I think that's how you say it. Sorry, Hannah. Uh, Helen Stewart, Curious Helen of Helen of Helen Handmade. Curious Handmade. Josh Rikes, who ha, he, he's, he's so cute. I love him. He's got the cutest squint. Um, and my little boy's got a squint, which is why I love him. And um, Christina Villamati, Lee Meredith, and Monica Serna have all taken part in the um, shawl design. So there's loads of names there. If that's you know one of your faves you've heard them there then get involved it is not seen before mystery cal which is starting on the 31st of january or you can get the whole site is live ebook and get patterns get the not seen before mystery cal and all the other patterns as well there is a group on ravelry for knit along stuff too and they also put updates of how the money's being spent there as well which is just really cool you know it's nice to see how your little effect how your just your knitting can make a difference to people so i'll put links to that in the show notes but you can if you just go into ravelry and put site is life in if you can't wait then all of the details for that will pop up so this week i am enabling you to site is life the project in general but more particularly the not seen before mystery knit along so i am afraid that's all we have time for this week i hope you've enjoyed the show and please remember you can come over and join the facebook group and join our new community over there you can contact me and let me know what you think um, even if you just want to send me a tweet or tag me on instagram and talk about some of the stuff that we've been discussing in this episode and hopefully you'll enjoy my departure into more kind of intellectual thoughts about knitting and what we can talk about in the episodes that are going to be coming up there will be a return this year also of the interviews with different designers, although probably not with the same question format, a bit more free form interviews. I have lots of people lined up that I wanted to speak to last year and I've not had a chance to yet. So we'll have plenty more of them coming as well and some more comedy knitting, obviously. So very excited for the possibilities for this year. But anyway back to the knitting i hope you will all have a great week happy crafting and i will speak to you all again soon bye
been listening to the Shiny Bees podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. If you'd like to get in contact with me, you can do so via the blog, or I'm Shiny Bees on Ravelry, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest and Facebook. You can email me at shinybeesinfo at gmail.com. Music for this episode is provided by Music Alley, and it is Adam and the Water Boys, and I need a drink. I need a drink.